Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Vitamin SC3 podcast. You are listening to the Self-Care is Healthcare segment with Dr. Marjorie Brewer. The Sickle Cell Community Consortium powers the Vitamin SC3 podcast. Each show will give you more insights into the real lives of sickle cell warriors and their families. You will learn why we are bonded by blood with shared life experiences. Remember, the information shared on the Vitamin SC3 podcast is for informational or educational purposes only and does not substitute professional medical advice or consultations with healthcare professionals. To become a member of the Sickle Cell Community Consortium, visit sicklecellconsortium.org. The Sickle Cell Consortium is a collaborative designed a little bit like the United Nations in theory so that we can bring together many organizations for sickle cell throughout the country and now throughout the world as well as um, independent patient caregiver leaders, opinion leaders, advocates, those that are active in this space. And our goal is, what we've always done, to bring our community together so that we can create projects, priorities, initiatives. We can figure out what are the problems, needs, and gaps in the sickle cell community, and then figure out how we're going to collectively address this. Hello, 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 listening audience. Oh my goodness, it is a special day. This is the Vitamins 3-3 podcast, and I am Dr. Dijwa, your host for today. And today I have the pleasure, and you know, guys, you know, I am repping the Mental Health and Wellness Initiative branch of the Vitamin C3 podcast series. And in that role, I get to work with this phenomenal, <laughs> phenomenally, <laughs> phenomenal lady that I've known for a very, very long time. We are sun sisters for so many reasons, but I had to bring her on because the title of our show today is Food Heals the Body Good, and she is all things food healing the body. And this is the illustrious, you guys know who I'm talking about. Those of you who are part of the community <laughs> do. If you're not part of the Central community, welcome. We invite you in. It is an open community. We want to spread the word. Um, but I'm going to introduce you to the fabulous uh, Dr. Carolyn Rowley, who is the executive director and founder. Y'all know she founded this organization of Cayenne <laughs> Wellness. Well, we're about to have a good old time, but she wears so many hats that I'm going to let her um, tell you a little bit about who she is and what hats she wears. And then we're going to get into this wonderful discussion about how food heals the body good. Well, hey there, hi there, ho there, everyone, and thank you, thank you, thank you to the beautiful Dr. Marjorie <laughs> DeJoie Brewer, and it's an honor, actually, for me to be here. Um, I actually do like speaking about nutrition. Um, I would have to say, in addition to being there, being present, and being honored to be in the sickle cell community, I would have to say nutrition. Um is the next best thing for me to be able to talk about because I live it and I'm, I'm happy to be able to share um, some pearls of wisdom that have worked for me. So, oh my goodness. Um, yes, I am the executive director and founder of Cayenne Wellness Center since the year 2000. Yes, I was about to say, tell us about you, woman. Tell us about you. <laughs> and um, 
I do quite a bit. Um, I did found it in 2000. And let me tell you a quick story about that. So what's interesting is um, people always ask me about why cayenne. Well, it is after the pepper. Cayenne pepper has so many medicinal purposes. And so that's what it where it came from. And um, at that time, the goal was to open up Cayenne Restaurant. I don't know if many of you know, but I actually had planned on opening up an international vegan cuisine as well as Cayenne Wellness Center. I had the same path. Yes. And I came up with a name for my restaurant too. Mine was A La Desjoie, um, oh. Maison, Maison de Joie, House oh. of Joy. Okay. So you and I have <laughs> so many yes. things in common. And mine's going to be also vegetarian with a Caribbean swing to it. Because, okay. you know, we're up in the island, guys, island. But please go <laughs> ahead and keep going. <laughs> well, that was the plan. And you guys know, I actually had a space and they were going to uh, fit it just for me. And I had a year to come up with the money. But unfortunately, I only had enough money to open one. And I think you all can figure out which one I opened. And so, because when you're starting a restaurant, you don't want to start with um, no capital. You need to have some capital. So that's something that I still want to do, that I um, desire to do, and that I hope and pray that I still can do. And what's interesting is, um, what I did, even before um, t- attempting to open, um, that summer, I still remember having tasting parties and people coming to be able to taste all the dishes that were going to be on the menu and for them to be able to share their um, thoughts and responses. And so yeah. I was all set, ready to rock and roll, but had to choose one or the other. And of course, I chose the sickle cell community. Um, I also, not, by, not on purpose, but by design and direction, um, began mm-hmm. an orphanage in Kenya. And um, like I said, it wasn't by design or it was literally by direction. It was my birthday and I wanted to serve. And when I went to Kenya, there was a definite need. And when I left after, well, upon leaving, I told the children that I would never forget them. But I didn't know what that meant because people say that, right? But for me, on that 24-hour plane ride back home, I came up with everything, the name, the strategic plan, the everything, except now how am I going to do this? (laughs) And so um, 17 years later, you know, we still have our 42 children and, um, and we support them in terms of education. But in that time, we actually, um, it was nothing that was there. So now all of those um, structures we put in, the bathhouse, the latrine, the um, dormitories, the kitchen, the um, everything, the water, that's a whole nother story right there. Uh, we have greenhouses uh, so we can grow food. So the goal eventually uh, is to be sustainable um, so that we grow, we can sell, we can pay for um, all that the children need. So that's just, um, you know, another thing that I do. Um, love, 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 love um, 
of course, the sun, love the beach, love water, love peace. And um, for those of you who may have ever communicated with me, I always end with peace because that is the space and state that I desire to be in. And I desire to be in that with you. Yes, yes. So a couple of questions. Dr. Callan, are you a warrior? Are you are you going to include that in your profile? Or are you Are you sharing? Yes, I'm sharing. My audience, so, she's a warrior. Uh, I am an adult person with sickle warrior. cell disease. And I have SS. And, and are you not a, a wonderful mother also and a wife? I am. So, <laughs> and so... I have, I have, so my, I've been married for 25 years and my daughter is 23. She has the trait. And so I wear many, many hats. I run my husband's company for the past 25 years on top of everything else, y'all. So, um, when I say I'm busy, I am. However, I hope you guys know that it's busy people that get things done. It just is. So, um, never feel that you can't reach out and touch because I really do desire true, honest conversations. So never feel like you can't reach out and touch. Um, there's always time for that, but yes, I actually do stay, uh, fairly busy. And so I don't know, I think that that's going to be helpful for me as I continue to get older. Right. And keeping my mind active, right? (laughs) It's going to keep you young. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's, I'm claiming it. I'm claiming it. The busyness is going to keep us young. So yes. I'm going to stay right there with you. Um, Dr. Riley, can you please share um, the name? You didn't share the name of your orphanage. I, I know about the orphanage. I've helped yes. to raise money for the orphanage. It is an amazing initiative. But with our listening audience, so they might be able to look it up and yes. donate and see what you've done. What do you do with the orphanage? So the orphanage is called Machao Orphanage Foundation. And that is spelled... Well, the website is www.machaoorphanage.org. And like I said, we've been around for 17 years. And before the pandemic, we actually, um, I had missionary trips every year, taking people to actually work every there. Every year, her, her yearly pilgrimage. Yes, for three, for three weeks. And we're working at the orphanage, putting in different things like the water or or um, uh, the greenhouse or whatever it might be. And so sadly, um, have not been able to travel since 2019. So my heart has grieved. Um, but however, uh, it is, I am intending, it's my intention to go back into 2023 and to take a team. So God willing, this is what we'll do. Fantastic. Yes, we look forward to it. So with that, everyone in the audience, as our backdrop, we're going to jump into a topic that is very important to both of us, and that is food, nutrition, and how it heals. And you mentioned two things already in your opening when you were um, introducing yourself and your passions was the restaurant and um, the dishes that you gave to sample and had people give you feedback on, and cayenne and the fact that cayenne peppers have some healing properties. So that's actually how I'd like to start the conversation. Tell us if you remember what one or two of your dishes were that you had people sample for the, back then, the potential opening of your restaurant. (laughs) What did you serve up? Oh, goodness, so many. I served up um, black beans and rice, 
and actually these things are in mm. my these things are in my book. That's the funny thing. That um carrot soup. Um Fantastic. let's see. We also did I'll take note. Each of these things have healing properties which we will visit later on. So she said yes. black beans, beans and rice, black beans and carrot rice, soup, carrot soup. Um goodness. It's so funny. Um God, that's 25 years ago, my dear. I'm trying to figure out what I cooked then, and and um, I've expanded. <laughs> I've expanded. I'm testing um, the power of your memory. I mean, I two, know. two was good. Two was okay. good. <laughs> but it was many. It was many, Wait, many things. You didn't do anything with kale? I know you love some kale. Oh, my goodness. That's one of my faves, that and rainbow chard. Um, but, you know, because it was going to be... Um, international cuisine based upon 344. Mm-hmm. So, of course, I had more Ethiopian-type red lentils. I served up, like I said, the black bean and rice for the Southwestern. So for me, I have to think about the country uh, or the region, and then I can think about the foods that we actually served. Yes. Um, and I so, so global. I, and so I make hummus from scratch. So that would be more the Mediterranean. Ooh. Yes. So those are some of the those are some of the things that I actually um, came up with, and then some standard in terms of just um, uh, just you know brown rice, perfectly cooked brown rice, steamed veggies, uh, including uh, steamed kale, uh, rainbow chard. Okay. Um, and then a bean. My favorite. favorite. My favorite <laughs> bean is black eyed peas. But always a bean, um, always an orange, always a so a yam or a butternut squash, and um, and then always um, some kind, you know, some kind of a fresh fruit. And so, those are some of the things that I would actually serve during my tasting uh, summers. And it sounds absolutely amazing. My mouth is watering. I'm already visualizing the dishes and. For you guys, if you were not, you know, I feel bad for you if you were not at the Sickle Cell uh, Warriors Convention because Dr. Riley did it up. She did a cooking <laughs> session. She broke it down for us. And it was wonderful. So maybe a part two to this podcast will be another interactive live cooking session for one of her fabulous recipes. You never know. I'm going to put it out there in the universe because her and I love to cook. We're going to yes. be top champions. So maybe, you know, we'll uh, we'll serve it yeah. up with you, you know, you know, vegetarian style for sure (laughs) let's let's continue and and, um introduce the audience to cayenne as a pepper i have it in my life i use it in many different ways but can you share with our listening audience why it's so healing and it's so powerful that you used it um as the name of your restaurant and foundation i use cayenne in literally everything everything. And I know people find that people find that amazing, but I do. And so now for me, and this is for all of you listening, you really need to listen to your body. So um, I'm very plant based, I I have a pick it and pluck it diet, that's all that I eat. And so I know um, how I feel And, and food should make you feel good. So I I always you yes. know, can recall that when I had seriously, so I remember that whenever yes. I would have black pepper, I didn't 
it didn't uh, I didn't it didn't sit well. I never felt good. This isn't to say that black pepper is bad. I just know that for my body, I could not digest black pepper. And so it was cayenne pepper 100 percent all the way. Number two, again, why? Um, Back in my back in the day when I was trying to manage everything in terms of going to school, I had um, I had an ulcer and I found the best way to deal with it was to take cayenne pepper. People people are probably saying, what? But I'm saying to you that mm-hmm. I, ha- I had to learn how to manage my stress with, you know, managing, yeah. managing sickle cell and managing going to school and managing working. And so when you're not managing mm-hmm. that stress well, it's going to affect your body. And that's what it did. So I had to take a, I had to stop. Yeah. And I realized that by taking cayenne pepper, Oh my goodness! Um, I no longer have those pains like I had in my stomach, like when you have an ulcer. I no longer, I no longer had. Mm-hmm. I, I was healed from that, and then also part of that too yeah. was managing stress. So always been plant based right. since since you know I was young, third grade. However, you know if you don't manage your stress well, it can still have an effect. It can still have an impact on your life. So that's what I discovered was cayenne pepper for healing um, the ulcer and also the uh, medicinal properties that is high in vitamin C. Those are the things that led me to keeping that in my diet pretty much forever at this point. Amazing. So I'll share my, um, so I, I also am a cayenne pepper girl. I can probably, I probably do put it in everything now that I think about it. Um, but one of the things that cayenne pepper does in its profile is it detoxes the red blood cell. So I can remember um, on my journey of researching and I've been a vegan vegetarian for 20, about 20 years now, maybe 18, um, that you know we have crises in all parts of our body. And at one point I was having some extreme toe crises and was losing, I lost two toenails. And one of the things, and this is how powerful this herb is, you guys, I not only consumed it orally, I started putting the cayenne in my shoe. So my foot, the bottom of my foot absorbed the benefits, regrew the toenails, did not have the discoloration and crises and all that. So I have a very personal connection wow. to cayenne pepper. Wow. It's huh? my thing. Um, one of my I think both is, of us do, hun. I do. I agree. That's why I was sharing. I'm bonding. One of my tonic tonics is two limes, two cloves of garlic, two dashes of cayenne pepper, and extra virgin olive oil in six ounces of warm water. It's the best lung cleanser and detoxifier. I take it in the morning when I'm doing a little bit of a cleansing week. Um, and it's amazing. So we are not only sun sisters, yes. we are not officially cayenne, cayenne sisters. sisters. Okay. okay. Sisters. Oh, wait, like, hold on. Now that's your, now that, now that's your nickname because you were getting on me about having a nickname. Oh, okay. Okay. So you're my cayenne <laughs> sister. Okay. I, I will own it. I will own it. You're my sun sister. I'll be your cayenne sister. I love okay. it. I love it. So um, audience, again, we were saying that we both bond over food and there are four you know, big categories that food fall into. And then I want 
Dr. Um, Dr. Riley to share with you guys some of the concepts behind the, her book because she goes into the specific nutrients that are deficient. When I, and, and hopefully Dr. Riley and I are gonna combine forces and write a, we put it out there in the universe, a new addition to her book and I'm gonna add some things. So I like to approach it from the restorative end and I love that she sees what's lacking and she shows you how to replenish those things in a vegan yes. way. Um, so when I think of four categories of restorative, I think of that food is anti-inflammatory, food is antioxidant, food can be anti-bacterial, um, but I also say microbial because our immune systems are weaker, so we need to um, have that. And food is all hydrating. I always can't leave out the hydration um, component. So that if you find foods in each of those categories, you're actually healing your body because they're all components when you look at sickle cell disease, inflammation, overproducing oxidants, which are radicals, having a decreased um, bite, so we're more susceptible to certain bacteria, encapsulated bacteria, and dehydration. And Dr. Riley have uh, talked about a uh, talked to me about a water challenge coming up because you, guys, if you just drink the right amount of water, you'll wake up the next day feeling like a completely new person. Yes. And with that being said, I'd love Dr. Riley to pick up that hydration thought and then lead us into her fabulous tenants for her book, please, Sun Sister. Thank you. So, you know, let me say this, everyone. Let me give you a foundation of what's, um, what we need. We need to breathe. We have to be able to breathe. We need air. Absolutely. We need water. You're going to be surprised at my next one. We need music and then we need food. I'm just going to say that mm -hmm. again. We need to be able to breathe, mm -hmm. hydration, music, and food. And with that, let me yeah. let me lead you to 344. Now, you know, I'm actually open. For, if somebody has a um, peppy, catchy name, you guys should share that. But I've been calling it 344 for 30 years. And so I just call it 344. So let me tell you what that is to be able to help those of you. And this is not just for the sickle cell community. This is for anyone who right. is wanting yes. to um, basically have a well-nourished, healthy diet because it's, so, it's going to uh, help you in so many ways. So 344 mm -hmm. stands for breakfast, lunch, dinner. And maybe some of you guys um, are musicians and you can think of a catchy tune for me. That'd be fine, too. And so 344, breakfast, lunch, dinner. And so what that uh, means is that for breakfast, you're having fresh fruit, dried fruit, and grain. Really simple. Fresh fruit, dried fruit, and grain. Examples would be a pear, a raisin, and oatmeal. Very simple, right? Mm -hmm. um, right? The next one is lunch. And that's four items. Fresh fruit, again, green veggie, orange veggie, mm -hmm. protein, and grain. So, for example, yeah. your fresh fruit, and of course, it should always be with seasonal, because seasonal is always best. Um, so that always can best. be strawberries or papaya. And local. Can I say that and too, local. local. Local is also best. Yes. yes. Farmers like market. Can. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so your fresh fruit, yes, strawberries. Now, a green vegetable could be spinach, so like a spinach salad, or it could also be kale and broccoli, asparagus. 
orange vegetable can be carrots or yams or butternut squash. So if you had a spinach salad with some carrots and your protein and grain. Now I'm going to give you the mm-hmm. vegan version, but you can also substitute that um, for meat. So black beans and brown rice, or you can have um, salmon and pasta, or you can have uh, mm-hmm. chicken and quinoa. So that's what you want to be able to eat. And then for dinner, same thing. You want to have fresh fruit, green vegetable, orange vegetable, protein, and grain. And so, again, that could be watermelon, which is my favorite. A green vegetable can be, again, broccoli. Swiss chard is mine. Brussels sprouts. Orange vegetable, um, again. Um, oh, I love my sprouts. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> roasted. Uh, orange vegetable could be my carrot soup yams but in their squash and again another protein and grain again so that that might that might be um bean and rice tacos that could be vegan lasagna that has the brown rice lasagna noodles um as your healthy um grain and then you can have uh if you're into mushrooms that can be your um protein or other forms of protein for me that would be like cauliflower the veggies Oh, you can have baked chicken and rice. Okay, now, how did I right. come up? Well, how did I come up with that? Because that's really important to talk about why I how I came yes, up with it. I agree. And the fact that this actually helps everyone, but particularly those with sickle cell. So, being plant based since third grade, I knew what was working for me. When I became um, pregnant with my um, daughter, I knew I was going to raise my daughter as a vegan. But you know how. People like to kind of have something to say about everything. And oh, so really? I was I was trying, mm-hmm. I was getting that little chatter of, well, what about her what about her protein and what about her calcium and what so even though uh, in, internally I knew I wanted to actually have fact. It took me two years. I right. did a lot of research and found that by doing three, four, four without having to think about points and colors and all of that, that it actually gave everyone all the nutrition, the phytochemicals, minerals, everything that one needed. It also dealt with the deficiencies, without me even knowing it, all the deficiencies for sickle cell disease, like folic acid, vitamin E, D, A, C, magnesium, phosphorus, zinc, all these deficiencies were taken care of. There was more than enough of these kind of foods that were taking care of these deficiencies. That's why I actually wrote the book. Now, the second reason why is because my daughter's pediatrician, the famous Dr. Fleiss, Paul Fleiss, he saw my daughter Zoe and said, oh, my gosh, she's so healthy looking as a baby. Unlike other babies who might be raised as a vegan or vegetarian, they look so pale. And he said, you're doing right. something right. She is, she's glowing her skin, everything. He was the one that also encouraged everything. me to write the book. So I think Dr. Fleiss, nice. who's no longer with us, uh, my daughter's pediatrician, and then just something that I wanted to put in writing as fact, that doing it this way mm-hmm. um, meant that it was, you had a nutrient-dense, um, well-nourished diet. And that's where that was born, 344. 
I love it. I love it. I mean, you guys, she could, she put it in a way, she encapsulated it in a way that's easy to remember. And the book is actually an ode to your pregnancy and your daughter. Yes. Because you were driven. It's amazing how we are called to do certain things and what drives us. And now there's a community that's able to benefit from it. And as you as you just put out that call to action, she needs a title because the next version will be even bigger and better. And I cannot wait to contribute to it because yes. you know, food is this reservoir of goodness. Yes. And I think when you know, whenever I talk about food, I always tell people that all medicines originated from some type of food. They noticed or observed something that a food did, or herb. they broke the chemicals down mm-hmm. and built the medicine from that. Yes. So I like to say, let's go back to the earth because yes. the earth provides it all. Yes. And find those foods that fuel, feed, and nurture us. So I love that journey to your book writing and your kind of your journey of investigation. You were like, you know, you were like the Sherlock Holmes of (laughs) uh, of veganism. Um, And I love how that brought you forward. And then the affirmation and support from your pediatrician um, just speaks volumes. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. So you went over it just slightly. Some of the deficiencies that are commonly seen in individuals living with sickle cell disease. And, you know, I know in in the pediatric world, one of the first things individuals hear is folic acid. And they're told, we want you to take your folic acid. And and then they kind of, uh, okay, can we continue the conversation? There are so many other things to be aware of, even early on, and to make sure that you're providing your body with these things in order for it to have the building blocks right? To not only sustain you, but to make healthier cells. So can you share with yes. a little bit more detail yes. the deficiencies that are commonly seen in our community? And then maybe tag it with, because I know you've done it before, so I want you to do it for these people so they can take some notes. What one food maybe would you suggest um, that get best provides that nutrient yes. slash mineral slash vitamin? Because they're all different. Fabulous. I love it. Um, so... As I mentioned, um, there are deficiencies that just by the nature of having the disease that we have. So let's go through that, and then I'm going to give you those foods. And then you're going to see how 344 already covers it, right? So the first one is folic acid, also known as folate. And to be honest with you, that's all green leafy. Perfect. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I love me some I love some kale, but um, uh, rainbow chard. Um, collard greens. And so folic acid, green leafy, broccoli, beets. I like beets as well. And beans. Me too. Okay. Mm, love me a roasted beet. The yellow, <laughs> the orange, and the red. Yes. Thank you. Now we're also deficient in vitamin E. And so again, without having to think about it, you guys, vitamin E is green leafy vegetables are high in vitamin E, chard, mustard green, spinach, and almonds. Now, one thing I didn't mention yes. is that I actually do eat health. Nuts are, nuts are very healthy for you. So I eat sunflower seeds, um, cashews, uh, almonds, walnuts. And so vitamin E, almonds are high in vitamin E as well as the green leafy. Vitamin D. Now, vitamin D is interesting, even though people with sickle cell disease are deficient. To be quite honest with you, my doctor said, 
most everybody's deficient in vitamin D because most people don't go outside um, enough. And so the problem is we're inside too often. And so I love my son and I make sure that we go out and just spend, you know, the more melanin you have, the more you need to stay out. Um, but you can, so if you're vegan, you can only get it through sun. If not, you can get your vitamin D through um, salmon. And so I like to get my natural through um, sun. Now, vitamin A, also another deficiency. And you may have heard of vitamin A, you connect that with orange. You're perfectly right. So orange vegetables, carrots, yams, sweet potatoes, but also green leafy vegetables um, have vitamin A. So again, we're back to our green, right? Now, vitamin C, I think everybody associates that with mainly citrus fruits, but you can also get that with strawberries, uh, kiwi, orange. However, what else you can, can you um, get it from? Green leafy vegetables. Okay. Um, now, magnesium and phosphorus. There's a theme, everyone. There's a theme. <laughs> yes, there's a theme. Now, magnesium and phosphorus are the two that we're most deficient in. So magnesium, um, where you can get that from? Again, green leafy, your Swiss chard, your spinach, and your broccoli. Again, that's the thing. Now, with phosphorus, though, that's different. Those are the two that we're most deficient. So with phosphorus, you can get that from almonds. And um, if you eat... Um, if you're not vegan, you can get it from eggs or chicken or salmon. Okay. Um, zinc. Oh, my goodness, you guys. How important zinc oh, is. Oh, zinc. Seriously. So important. It's the cofactor in actually just about everything that goes on, every process, metabolic everything. process in your body. Everything. Yes. Zinc. Um, so, green leafy, spinach, asparagus, Swiss chard, broccoli, the green. Now, protein, what's interesting is what we recommend is that particularly if you have sickle cell disease, that you have a nutrient-dense um, diet. That's most important, particularly yeah. if you're um, uh, a growing child. Um, so yeah. protein, cauliflower, collard greens, beans, mention beans, mm -hmm. my, my favorite again. You guys should know it by now. That would be um, black-eyed peas. If you're not vegan, you can get chicken and salmon, but those are healthy proteins. Now, fiber. So I'm going to mention this. I know you guys have heard it. You guys have heard, you know, it's good to have fiber so that you're regular. But I have to be honest with you. In order to be regular, you have to hydrate and you have to move your body. Hydrate. Yes. You That's going to be our next part. We're going to talk about hydrate. Body. And then yeah. in terms of food. It's, again, all the green leafy, um, eggplant. I love eggplant, strawberries. Those have fiber, mm -hmm. right? But you got to hydrate and move in order to be regular. Calcium. Most people think calcium is, is, is milk. No, calcium is in all your green leafy vegetables, broccoli, and oranges. Oh. Or, not the orange vegetable, yes. but the orange, the citrus. And then B12. Yes. So B12 is really mm. um, helpful for sleep, helpful for mood. You can get those as a vegan from sea vegetables. Um, and, then if, and then that's it, unfortunately. Otherwise, from salmon, cow's liver, things like that. 
So um, seaweed has so many great yes. things and it's a great cracker. Yes. <laughs> I love me a wasabi seaweed cracker. Oh mine and teriyaki seaweed. We get it every week. You okay. guys, when they go on sale, you have a seaweed cracker and it is packed with punch and nutrient dense yes. and filled. It is yes. awesome. So those are just a few of what we're deficient in and the foods that you can eat to overcome those deficiencies. So thank you. Such a wonderful education. I hope you took notes because uh, this is so important, number one. But the beauty about the conversation is that she gave you sources. So you don't have to, one, the realization is the sources are there. And if you do smart shopping and you go to the bodega on the corner or you go to an open market that comes on the weekends, you can actually fill up and get all these wonderful things that you need and not have to break the bank. And then there are awesome ways to make the food taste good. Yes. In the sweet and talk, we didn't talk about all the wonderful spices like we didn't. well, cayenne, we did talk about, like cinnamon and turmeric and curry. And cumin. And, yes, it's just and cumin. There's so many wonderful spice cilantro. There's so many wonderful herbs that are medicinal, garlic that are medicinal that Dr. Raleigh and I didn't even touch upon. We just t- started with some whole foods for you. Yes. Do you like amino acid, the Bragg's amino acid? Do you ever use that? Actually, I don't, um, but it's such a nice alternative to um, soy sauce that has wheat and uh, lots of salt and all of that. Yeah. It's yeah. a nice alternative. Bragg's is so much healthier and yes. some building blocks because a lot of people, as you said, are concerned about protein, but... I think as vegans and vegetarians, we get all our protein in. And guys, once you start practicing the tenets, yes. tell them how your body's going to feel. Because yes. that, I mean, that's the clincher, right, Dr. Riley? When you give your body that opportunity to absorb all that goodness. Yes. So this is, again, remember I started off by saying that each and every one of you need to understand uh, when you eat something, how does it make you feel? Versus just, I'm hungry and I'm just eating something. Because you do have a reaction. Now, I do want to, I'm, I'm known for my storytelling. Yeah. So I, I remember I had a patient who I was seeing for counseling. And um, um, she was in the public school system. And what was interesting is she said, she's always been a person that always slept. Always so as soon as she worked, she mm-hmm. would have to go home and sleep when she was in school as a kid. Mm-hmm. So because I do things very holistically, no matter what she came in for, which was something specific, I always asked about one's nutrition and one's diet. Right. We removed all things gluten, all wheat mm-hmm. and everything. Do you know that I received a letter a decade later saying thank you because it changed her Uh. life because just by just by tweaking her diet and removing that she felt better she wasn't so sleepy she had energy and it made a huge Mm -hmm. difference but she just went along with her life as if this was just the way that it was going to be and that was most unfortunate in everyone you don't have to continue to just feel yucky. 
you can actually feel good. Right. Actually, after you eat, you should actually want to dance. You should be able to get give up. I mean, get up and give thanks, and um, your body should feel satiated and satisfied. So that's how yeah. that's that's how I your look temple at it. should feel happy. I love it. I love that. I love that. And I, I think audience, two things that Dr. Raleigh pointed out: one, gluten. Um, that is a big component that contributes to inflammation. And it is laced in so many foods you couldn't even count. So even attempting, and and what she's showing you guys is small steps and small changes, right? I mean, she gave a great three, four, four plan, but she also gave you options. So we're not asking anyone to become vegan or vegetarian overnight, though we welcome you into the vegan vegetarian community. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) Um, But, you know, I remember someone asking, actually right during the warrior convention, because we're, we're, you know, talking a week after it, that um, they were talking about removing meat and now they they couldn't go. They tried to just take it out. And, you know, my suggestion was maybe it needs to be a gradual process. Nothing has to be cold turkey overnight. Thank you. So it might be that you take one thing out and take it out slowly and add one good thing. Because what Dr. Rowley is sharing in the journey is that there are certain things that you should mean cut down and eliminate. Yes. Right. And then there are certain things that you should increase and put in. And for each person, it becomes a balance. What are your thoughts on that, Dr. Ali? Oh, you, well, you know, we're very uh, simpatico because that was my next thing I wanted to share was that um, in in becoming more mindful of what you eat, I actually like to start with people removing things versus just doing, um, going, doing a deep dive. So, for instance, Mm -hmm. things like nicotine, okay, things like caffeine or alcohol and and stress. So my only thing is, as you're wanting to become healthier, just be mindful of those things that can really bring down, bring you down. So, uh, and, and so, so in other words... For the healthy part, I always say, just pick one thing. And um, normally yes. I would say, let's focus on t- removing sugar. But for some people, that's very mm-hmm. challenging because sugar is more addictive than heroin. So, and sugar's in yes, everything. People. Wait, can you say that for them one more time, please? Can you repeat? I I'm will. so happy we went over the sugar thing. Sugar is more addictive than heroin. And so it's in everything it that's white. It's in white bread and yeah. and cookies and um, all these different things that people eat. So it's much harder. So yeah. I always say, you know what? Maybe instead of butter, maybe olive oil. Maybe instead of iodized yeah. salt, maybe sea salt. Maybe instead of, yeah. so I'm trying to help people to kind of, you know, switch a little bit. Maybe instead of your collard greens being overcooked that you eat them um, mm. maybe raw with just light a light heat. Um, but there yeah. are certain Not things... Not so for three hours in the pot. <laughs> but there are certain things that you definitely... I, I'm sorry. That's the version that you want to eat. That, isn't that the one? The one that cooks for three hours with the ham hock inside of it and the butter? Mm-hmm. That's not the one? You're so funny. You can't do that. I'm sorry, dear. <laughs> <laughs> that's not 
But I do want everyone to hear me again about things to attempt to work on, eliminating, eliminating nicotine and caffeine and alcohol. And of course, being able to eliminate stress. Um, There's some good stress. There's some happy stress. But being able to eliminate those things and then to eat foods that promote health, which we were talking about um, this afternoon, foods that promote health. So I, I invite you to try 344. Yes. Yes. And she gives a wonderful presentation on it. And if you email her, which she'll give her all her contact information afterwards, um, she can share some of that with you and you guys can um, get the book. And I think um, I, ne- I think another thing on the food journey yes. is as you make the changes, this is what I like to share with individuals that I also help coach and help help them bring in healthier habits and take away some habits, is take the time to pause and really take note of how different your body feels at each stage. Yes. Um, give yourself the grace to know it will not happen overnight, right? But when you really kind of look at it, okay, I'm doing it for a week. And then I look back at the week prior, I'm sure this person slept better. I mean, they only needed to sleep at night. They felt their energy go up. Your body starts to do something and, and there's an, a, an alertness that you have that sometimes you don't even realize because we just take it for granted and we're just doing more. But you're doing more because you put the right fuel in your body. Yes. So I do always counsel individuals I work with to take notes. Write down how you felt the next day when you woke up. How was your night of sleep? How was your BM? How was your craving? Yes. What What do you What do you suggest, or do you suggest the same? Wow. Um, yes. Yeah, so I was just going to talk about that too. That we talked about um, health promoting type foods. So with sleep, um, if you can get more of the B vitamins, which which you've talked about in your diet, like the lima beans and the green peas, collard greens, Uh, the natural, I call it natural tryptophan foods like bananas and apples, the the magnesium and the calcium foods, all of these things, you guys, promote sleep. And um, if you're one that has difficulty falling asleep, uh, staying asleep, trust me, When you, I can tell you this right now, when you increase your water intake, Mm -hmm. when you breathe throughout the day, you increase your water intake and you make um, just slight changes, you will sleep. You will be able to fall asleep and stay asleep. And again, you should record what we call, you know, um, in science and doing research baseline, how is it for you right now? And then when you start, yeah. start, start keeping track because we, we are, we're able to guarantee. There aren't too many things you can guarantee, but we can guarantee that by hydrating, you're going to notice a um, visible difference. And by breathing and by doing just one thing of the 344, just introducing that. You will you will see the difference, and we would love to um, uh, to hear about that as well. Yes. Please, we do. We want to be there for your journey and hear. So again, 
Dr. Riley will give her um, email. I'll repeat mine so that you can send it in because both of us are uh, chairs for the Sickle Cell Mental Health and Wellness Initiative. And we want to get your feedback so that we can hold your hand and like we say, be part of your wellness journey. So since you dipped into it, let's talk hydration. I think okay. our conversation would not be complete about just delving into hydration a little bit more. Um, well, so I'm going to I'm going to let you take it away. Well, I like to, um, one of the things that I'm known for uh, sharing is, and I want to explain, is eat your water and drink your food. Yes, I'm going to say that again. Eat your water and drink again. your food. What does that mean? Pay attention. So drinking your food does not mean blending it. Drinking your food means that you are chewing 30 times as much as you need to, to liquefy and then being able to swallow. That's what, that's what, uh, drink your food means. Now, what does it mean to eat your water? So you probably didn't notice, but, um, when you drink, you automatically, it, goes into your mouth and down your throat, right? But that's not what we're talking about. We want you to get everything moving, uh, the enzymes activated. Mm -hmm. So we want you to put the water, which is why it's best if it's kind of room temperature, put the water in your mouth and swish it around. Just swish it around before you even swallow. That's what we mean by Mm -hmm. eat your uh, drink, um, ah, eat your water and drink your food. That's what we mean by that. Because your body is wanting to get prepared to be able to uh, take in what you're going to put in. And so instead of just hurrying and slurping through, again, be mindful, swish the water in your mouth and um, move it around um, and then drink it. And then uh, same thing for your food. Chew 25, 30, 35 times. What you'll find is, number one, your digestion will improve because you're not just eating five times and then big chunks, right? That has to be processed. But also, too, you're taking your time. Uh, You'll feel satiated. Um, And I actually actually tend to really enjoy my food because I can taste the food. It's not just one, two, three, four, swallow. So um, that's what we mean by that. Now with hydration, and we talk about it often, particularly if you're listening from the sickle cell community, this is the, I don't know if you want to call it, this is the, the foundation of being able to take care of yourself well, that we have to be mindful of drinking more than um, average. And so um, for myself, I attempt, I need to get one of those little markers to try to drink like every every two hours just to be mindful. I do notice a difference because yeah. you heard me earlier say that I'm doing, I wear all these hats. I can get into a zone. I can forget to drink. And um, mm-hmm. I, can, I can look and go, hmm, I'm not feeling 100% or I might feel hungry when in fact I'm only thirsty or I feel like I'm right. not, um, I don't have as much, enough energy 
basically I'm thirsty. Energy. So hydration is key for so many things, for your energy, for being able to actually breathe. Mm -hmm. And um, and in essence, being able to feel better uh, to minimize pain. So that's why I mentioned earlier that is breath, is hydration, music, and food. I love that. And one way that I, and it resonates with me, one way that I practice that is as a yogi, we do a yogi meal. And for our yogi meal, we do it in silence. You write what you're grateful for. You kind of say um, um, a thought over the food. You're grateful for the earth it came from, the hands that prepared it, the healing power that it has. And you give that attention to the process that you're doing. So it allows you to slow your breath down. It allows you to chew, like Dr. Raleigh was saying. It allows you to actually feel what that food is doing for your body. And it's also quite meditative. So you're actually getting everything she just referenced. If you wanted to do one meal like that a day, or maybe even every couple of days, we suggest that you try it because it's actually quite magical. And it's a moment that you can take to pause and be very aware of your breath, the healing power of food, the healing power of our hydration, and and kind of where you are, right, in the midst of your external environment. So some amazingly powerful words and thoughts. Um, I, like Dr. Raleigh, every once in a while I slip. People usually ask me, how much water do you aim for? With someone who has a chronic disease, you definitely burn way more energy than the average person. So, you know, ideally what I ask people to work up to is actually matching their weight in ounces of water. Now, I know that might seem like, oh my God, so if I weigh 100 pounds, you want me to try to drink 100 ounces of water? Yes, because your body is burning it off at a high rate. And as Dr. Riley said, you'd be amazed at how different you feel and how many things that feel off are actually due to the fact that you're dehydrated. Yes. So take small steps, but it gives you a goal to build up to. And then notice the changes as your body responds to it. I mean, the body is the best machine on the face of this earth. It is blessed in so many ways and capable of so many things. But we are responsible for making sure we fuel it and hydrate it in the right way. Right? Right, and yeah. I and I and I wanted to I wanted to add uh, just a couple of things as well. Um, sure. Mood. I know we're talking about food, but we have to also talk about mood, and so um, that can also play an impact as well. So, if you are perhaps unfortunately depressed or anxiety, the food that you select. Um, may either help to mitigate that or it actually may make that worse. I wanted to just talk about that as well. So again, hydration is and, and breathing are these key elements, again, that together it can actually help with mood um, and, how, and how well yeah. you feel. So if you're feeling a little sluggish and tired or irritable, I wouldn't be, I would actually do, mm-hmm. a, do a check and say, have I hydrated enough already? Because that actually can be as simple as that. Um, with mm-hmm. food, um, had you, did you take in too many preservatives that has a lot of sugar in it? And are you about to crash? Because that's what that does. So again, just yeah. become more mindful 
uh, if you're wanting to take this healthy journey, we invite you to take it with us. And we're um, open and available. We love doing it. Um, It's just something Mm -hmm. that I think that we were put here to be able to do. So I thank you. I agree. Oh, my God. And with that, I agree. I, I think eating well is transformative. Once you allow yourself to make that journey, it's trial and error. And you observe as you change and add and and improve along the way and feel those benefits that are healing benefits. So I completely, completely agree with you. Um, so I have a quick question for you, a quote yes. that I'd love to get your response to. Yes. And then we're going to do five quick fire questions. And then we're going to share our, your contact information yes. with everyone. And if you want to talk to them and talk about the hydration challenge coming up, you have time for that. So the quote is, for real change to take place, The body needs to learn that the danger has passed and to live in the reality of the present. Yes. So I, when I hear that so true, all I can think of is the world is moving so quickly, but we don't have to be on that same roller coaster. We can choose to be mindful. We can choose to slow it down a bit. We can choose to take our time to eat, take our time to have meaningful and honest conversations with one another and take time for one another um, and literally be present and not be on our phone looking down while somebody is talking. Um, but to be able yes. to, but to be able to actually, how about this? Even turn it off while we're speaking mm-hmm. and then turn it back on. Because the world, um, for the most part, will still be here. And you can just kind of pick right back up. So that's my interpretation, is to be very mindful and present. Um, and when I uh, and when it comes to foods, because this is nutrition and food, um, I'm one of those that I tend to like it to be somewhat quiet when I eat, even if I'm eating with family, because it's not so distracting. And I want to be, because otherwise when you're distracted, like like in front of the TV, you don't even recall how much you've eaten because you're not really mindful of putting in the nutritious food in your body. So true. That is so true. I love that. Thank you so much for sharing a piece of you and your thoughts and your connection. And so now for the audience to get you to know you on a fun level, I like to give five quick fire questions at the end. Okay. What's your favorite song? You said song in the whole process is a part of it. What's your favorite song? <laughs> oh my goodness. So you got to pick one. Okay. So I'm going to say West Side Story. It's not a song. It's the whole album. Oh. Okay. Go ahead. No, you can't pick the whole album. Give me one song. Um. What's my favorite song? I know, right? Okay. Ah, I don't know. Ella Fitzgerald. Um, Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Somewhere there's music. How sweet the tune. Oh, How High the Moon. How High the Moon. I love that. You can hear it all day long. I'll think of that. Every time I I hear it now, it's going to be you. Second question. What is your most favorite kitchen appliance since you are a chef and a cook? What's your most favorite kitchen appliance? Ah, um, although I, okay, 
Um, you know what? I have to say yeah. my Vitamix. Woo! My Vitamix. Oh my God, I was going to say the same thing. I can't live without my Vitamix. Vitamix. I love it. What color is your Vitamix? Well, see, I got it way before the color thing came into play. So okay. uh, mine, is stainless, okay, mine is stainless steel, no color. Okay. I got a red one, but yes, I love my Vitamix. Can't live without it. What is your favorite time of day? Mm. I know this answer. Well, you know, to be honest with you, since I tend to not sleep, I'm going to say early morning while the sun is just right there about to rise. That's my favorite time. And or sunset. That's what which, I would have said. But one, the first one would be. Okay. I'm going to take sunrise because I want to be right. I want to be right. So we're going to say sunrise. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right. You get to pick. Give me either your, because I, I I know the question. See, I was going to say your favorite spice, but I know that. So I'm not going to ask you that. What's your favorite herb? Mm, herb. That's a tough one. Herb. Uh, yeah. Herb. Mm. Herb. 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 I'm going to say, you know, I'll probably say parsley because I use it a lot. So I'm going to say parsley. Yeah. Italian parsley or regular? Italian flat leaf, flat leaf parsley, not the curly, the flat leaf. You better tell them, you better tell them where it's at. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. And the last question for you, what was your favorite animal? Oh, you guys should know this. Giraffe. I I am part giraffe. I know it, but I need them to know it. Part giraffe. 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 And and if I can say, when I go, I've been back and forth to Kenya for 17 years, and I always go. uh, I make the team go at the very end of the trip to the giraffe center. And the giraffes remember Mm. me, and I remember them. And I feel like there's a connection. Mm -hmm. And one of my hopes is that I can spend four or five months just with the giraffes, with them, hoping that they'll accept me as their two-legged cousin. (laughs) No, you didn't. Okay, see, now I don't even know what to say. That was awesome. That was an awesome way to wrap up. So for the audience, please give them how they can get in touch with you. Please tell them about your upcoming conference. Okay. Um, Go. Thank you. Again, everyone, thank you. I'm Dr. Carolyn Rowley. And um, email is info at cayennewellness.org. C-A-Y-E-N-N-E-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S.org. Website, cayennewellness.org, where you can actually see how to register for our upcoming seminar. It is our 14th annual Sickle Cell Disease Educational Summit, September 15th, 16th, and 17th. It's going to be virtual as well as in-person in San Diego. Those are the ways that you can get a hold of us via email and or the website. Fantastic. And please remind the audience the name of your book again if they want to request it from you or purchase. And so it's basically it's creating the ultimate self and it's located on um, uh, lulu.com. Uh, um, but actually, you can go to the website cayennewellness.org and you can be able to purchase it from the website. Fantastic. And any parting words of wisdom from you, Dr. Rowley? Yes. So this has been enjoyable. Um, It makes me feel good and put a smile on my face to 
talk about nutrition. Um, but the parting words that I would have to say is that, you know, tomorrow is not promised. And therefore, we use the word mindfulness. I think, but for those who may not have know what that is or ever been in it, can I just say that um, if you can just be in that moment with the person where you're focusing on what they're saying, not anticipating, no judgment, and extending grace to one another, those are the parting words that I want to be able to leave. Can we please extend grace uh, to each other more often, particularly if we know that the person is coming from a place of love. Can we take the time to just be, you know, I know it's hard to do eye to eye virtual, but it can be. Put the phone down uh, because right now we only get this particular moment right now. And so I value all of you who were listening and thank you. Such beautiful, beautiful closing words. And with that listening audience, this has been another Vitamin C3 podcast. Our day, our topic today was Food Heals the Body Good. Our special guest was Dr. Carolyn Wiley. And I'm your host for this session, Dr. Marjorie Desjoir Brewer. And we really hope to see you again or hear you again or be with you again next time. But remember, as Dr. Raleigh said, just be present in the moment. Thanks, everyone. Thanks. Be well. And as she always likes to say, so say it. Go ahead. <laughs> what? Your funny word. What? Peace? Yes. Peace. Peace. Peace, peace, peace and peace. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to the Vitamin SC3 podcast. We hope that you will leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Remember, a new episode is coming out next Monday. So please tune in and enjoy.